0: I'm Jim Wills, and this is the Art Unknown Podcast, where we feed your soul with art. Find whatever stokes your inner fire and pursue it. One should always believe in what he or she can create.
1: In our own way, every human being is kind of creating their own masterpiece of themselves.
0: Experiment, explore. Don't be afraid to, to be yourself.
1: You have to live every single day to the fullest because you don't know when you're going to leave. I'm taking you hostage. You think you can
0: handle it. Taking me all the way. Taking me all the way. All right, so my guest this week on the podcast is another visual artist. And I'm really excited to have her for many, many reasons. One, I love her art, and she was an artist that I reached out to uh, online on Instagram to tell her how much I loved her art and that we invited her to be part of our store, which we'll talk about. But I want to give her a little introduction. She has a dual career. and This was not planned. The last few artists have had sort of dual careers, if you will. This artist has had a dual career as a full-time mom and a part-time everything else while she was raising her kids which were homeschooled. She raised her kids when they headed off to college. She had more free time on her hands, and she decided to go back to school. In that course, which we'll talk about, she shifted from one career path to a second career path as she took some art classes, and her professors encouraged her to continue that. So she decided to go back to school. She got a BFA in drawing and painting in 2015 from the Hartford Art School. I'm really excited to talk about her story because she sold some paintings right out of the gate before she even graduated or at graduation or right around that time. So she started off as a professional or as a, uh, a selling artist right away when she graduated. And she's been doing it ever since. And so glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Laura Viola Preciato, for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know that was a long introduction and we're excited um, to yeah. talk a lot about your story. But before we begin, you know, I always ask the artists that I talk to about an inspiration, something that inspires them, something that keeps them going. Uh, to do their work specifically to, to get up in the morning to paint or whatever it is that their art form is so what have you got
1: well of course this is the question that kept me awake at night but because <laughs> because I don't I do non-objective work I you know I don't see something that this is something I want to paint you know this the, this tree is something I want to paint but I do I'm inspired I've always been inspired visually like I I was noticing this morning on the shower when the steam hit it, it left these lines from where, you know, where the squeegee had been before. And it's just like, and it's sort of a subconscious thing that I just gather all the time are these, these visual things. And I started out in photography. When I had kids, I did a lot of photography. I was, you know, I did some mm. their sports and stuff, but I did a lot of, I'm just really inspired by colors and shape relationships. So I think in my work, I'm, I'm inspired to buy the things that I just sort of collect visually and, um, I think that they are sort of an entry point for other people into my work because they're 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 recognizable on a subconscious level. They're shapes and and, and, and interactions that we see every day, and yeah. that that's what inspires my work. What inspires me to to make art is just the physicality of it, the feeling of of it. I just I crave it. I love it.
0: What do you mean by the physicality of it?
1: I mean the actual just the act of putting paint on on a giant canvas or or a tiny canvas or, you know, or just just sort of the, the, the whole the physicality of it. I don't know. Sure,
0: really, sure, sure. And interesting, you made me think when you are talking there about some of the names that you've given some of your artwork, like Splash, Slip and Slide. Those, those pieces, remind, I don't know why you've named those, but they do. I could kind of see where those names came from, but then you have a, a piece called City. <laughs> and so, so I guess my, my question <laughs> is, where, where do the names derive from?
1: So for those those the, the pieces that I gave you for your your store, I renamed them for the for the simplicity for the leggings because I thought if I was shopping for leggings or if I was calling customer service, I don't want to talk about you know the, <laughs> giving this a big long title. So I gave them <laughs> really simple titles to be honest. I got you okay. And I thought that they were um, identifying titles, which is I try to do the opposite when I want to title my art. I try to I don't want to give the the viewer an idea of what they're supposed to see. Because oh, I'd like the viewer to, to see whatever they want to see. And so I wouldn't I try to keep the the names really vague. I used to, I have a very weird sense of humor. And I used to try to put my sense of humor in my titles a lot or that just came out. But gallery owners do not care for that.
0: Oh really? <laughs> they have <they never laughs> rejected
1: that soundly. Yeah. Because they don't know how to explain it because it's not their sense of humor or whatever. Then they have to try to sell it and they don't the people want to understand the title more. <laughs> so
0: really interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow, I did not know that the gallery owners would push back on that.
1: Some do, not all.
0: Sure, sure. Well, let's get into your story. Let's tell us a, a little bit about. In the intro, it was very long. I know, but I, you had a career as a as a as a, as a mom and as a raising some some little ones, and I want to kind of pick your career up when you decided to go back to school. So the kids are off to college. You're like, hey, I'm gonna I have some time. I'm gonna explore. Another career. Before we started recording, you said you went back to school to become an RN. You thought
1: right. nursing would well, be something a, you'd was, be interested in. Yeah, well, I was a lactation educator, and if I got my RN, I could push go further with that. But okay. I, I was, I wanted to make money. It was pretty boring, I and mean, it wasn't a really deep reason. But I wanted money for you know to, to for retirement and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had spent a lot of years at home, and so. While I was taking all my science classes and stuff and working really hard in school, I also took some art classes and I was very, uh, very energized by them. So I would I took extra ones. I took one every or, or two every semester on top of everything because because I, I could and I and I thought it was it had energized me for the other stuff and so. But I met a really great professor, Janine Nagy, um, who's a professor in LA now. But she just really encouraged all of her students to go to art shows and to go to and to to see new things. And she invited us to, she told us when and where and what time they were happening. And I'd never been to anything like that. I didn't even know really about this whole world. And yeah. so that it existed. I grew up in a suburb of San Francisco that was, it, you know, we, we made art, but it was more like a product. You know, you're a kid and you make you make art because, and everybody says it's good. <laughs> and then you hang <laughs> it on the wall. And this is like, but we didn't study art. We didn't learn about art, artists or that sort of thing. So sure. I didn't know, and I didn't know it was a life that you could have. And so a, this teacher, this professor really showed me that. And I just said, and I was just mesmerized. I just was, I was in love with the whole thing. I, I found like-minded people. I just, I felt really comfortable. I felt super successful in my classes there. I just, I just loved it all. <laughs> it was just everything, really
0: everything, everything clicked. Everything clicked with you. Yeah, you yeah. found your passion.
1: Yeah, and I just started, and I started taking workshops and stuff too. And then that professor said, you know, one day she just said, why are you, but why are you going to nursing school? Why? Why? And I said, I, I don't know. Said, you should go to art school. I that art, art school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, you know, and so in my I also have a very supportive husband who, who said, yeah, why are you doing that? You know what? Go to art school. And so I did.
0: So tell us that story, if you don't mind, that you told me about going to the East Coast, like you, right now you live in uh, a small island, the name of the island again. Is- I live
1: on Whidbey Island in Washington. Um, okay. I was When I went to community college, I was, um, I was in, I was near Portland. And so the the teacher, the professor that really encouraged me said, you know, she had an affiliation with Oregon College of Art and Craft. And she really encouraged me to apply there. And she helped me photograph my work and really helped me to get in there. And, and that's where I went for two years. And then my another professor called me after two years and said, you know, I think you've gotten kind of all you can out of our painting department, you should consider probably applying somewhere else or even even thinking about something on the East Coast or something. And I I thought that was, again, another crazy idea. But when I got home, my husband said that his job had just offered him a transfer to the East Coast. So we did that. And I think- That seems very
0: story. fortuitous. Like-
1: It was. It was so- The universe is
0: aligning for you to- and then it sounded all
1: unfolded, it really was. It was, you know, and what was partly saying, being open and saying yes to things and participating, you know, in my classes that, so that, you know, professors took an interest in, in my interest and, you know, so all of that. I did some of the work, but it also was really lucky. Yeah, <laughs> like just, yeah.
0: Oh, I think you said something right there that was really important is like uh, being open to saying yes to the opportunity. Me. Like when it arrived, you are like, oh, well, that sounds like a great opportunity. knows what's gonna happen
1: but right and I got I I got scholarships never even thinking you know that was possible Uh, you know just applied for stuff and just really kept moving forward and and saying yes to stuff and going to every single thing that the university offered you know every art talk every everything and it was just and I it just everything opportunities came from places that I you would never expect
0: yeah
1: you don't not looking for an opportunity because you go and help an artist that's visiting you know hang some a show which, which I've done and then end up being able to go to that artist studio in New York, just like these things just unfolded all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that also is like being open to those opportunities of, I think the more that we find those opportunities, the more those opportunities show themselves.
1: And I sometimes I tell somebody about something I'm doing and still now, and they say, well, how much money are you going to make from that? Did you sell anything? Well, no, I didn't even, I don't even always consider that. But then sometimes sales come, you know, late, they come down the road from something that I've done that wasn't about sales, you know, sure. it's just like, if that isn't the, but a lot of artists say no to stuff because it doesn't show there's not immediate sales. There's not yeah. an, an immediate outcome or maybe even other people, not just artists, but it's just.
0: like <laughs> <laughs> Maybe other people. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right yeah. there. I, I think that there's a couple different ways to look at it. And the, I love talking to artists like yourself that, that obviously have a passion for it and you, your passion sounds like it. It was just like you really enjoyed it, and the more you did it, the more you enjoyed it. The more you did it, the more benefit you you got out of it. But also, you saw other people getting benefit out of it too, and I think that's really important. Versus, hey, can I sell this for money? Hey, can I make money out of this? Is it something enough people like that they'll spend money on? Because to me, coming from that place isn't as as true. You know, you're not really coming from a heart centered place. I want to finish up your. You went to the West East Coast. You went to school. Where did you go to school? And. I said in the intro, you graduated with a BFA in drawing and painting. So share that with us a little bit. From,
1: from Hartford Art School. That's the, the second school that I went to. It really was it happened to be where we moved to. And I went to look at it and apply. And I really liked it. And it ended up being a really great school, a great experience. I had wonderful professors, some that I'm still in touch with now. And it was an opportunity because we were so close to New York City, too, to see a whole different art world because Portland and, New York are very different, obviously.
0: Sure, <laughs> but, absolutely, absolutely.
1: That there's just something for every. Like it's it's a complete. There's just so many different ways of of being an artist, and yeah. you know, and back to the other thing of what you know, looking for not constantly like just trying to just say yes to things that are sales is just you know, I do work another part time job in order so that I don't have to always be thinking about that. Sure, sure.
0: I have uh, that another artist that's on our store. That's a good friend of mine. He. Is just now in the interview that we talked, he was 10 years as an artist, a part-time artist, and he's had his full-time career. And he was just at that point where he's let go of his full-time career and become a full-time artist because now the balance of income is such that he makes as much money from his part-time job as an artist that he did from his full-time job. So I think right. as, as you as a part-time, you're you're kind of full-time artist, part-time, something else to...
1: Well, and I had a what year if, where I thought I was going to, okay, maybe I'm not going to work my part-time job anymore because okay. I'm selling enough. And then last year wasn't that great. You know, it's oh, like, right, it, right. It, but I like to not stress about it, you sure. know, about that. Absolutely. part. And I'm not a marketer. Well,
0: that's <laughs> uh, well, So you graduated college, but now you're back to the West coast. So right. uh, you move back there and you, you, you talked, or I talked in the intro about how you had a gallery show. You had a showing right when, right when you were graduating college. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: There was a gallery in Connecticut that, and there was a young, there's a gallerist that worked there and he, he was gonna, supposed to curate his first show basically. And so he decided that he wanted to, he went to he went to Vassar and a couple of East Coast colleges and where and the art school where I was, was one of them apparently because I didn't know he was there, but he came to our thesis show. And then he invited me to show in this group show for his, you know, that he was doing. And there was, I think there was three of us. Um, and he was very shocked after afterwards when he found out my age. That you know, he thought everybody was 22. You know, so that was an interesting part of it. Um, but yeah, it was funny. But then, but I really the day after graduation drove back. We came back to the West Coast, and in the car, he called and he said, "You know, you're we sold all your pieces last night. You know, at the opening of the show." And so that for me was so so encouraging. And so like, wait, my work. Yeah, I mean, I can put my work out there. You know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: And I was nice. Yeah, it was nice. That was very helpful. That again, I was so, so lucky that he came into that, you know, to my thesis show and, you know, all that and, and picked it up.
0: And what what did you do when you got back to Oregon? Like, as far as obviously you're still paying, but what did you do to market uh, or, or get your work in shows?
1: So I, when I, I moved here, I got a, a studio right away. And then, um, Let's see, I just started working, and then and I entered a couple of group shows. And one of the first ones that I entered was a gallery in Kirkland, which is right outside of Seattle. And I, I, I got in that show. And then when I came to pick my piece up, he said, "You know, we'd like to work with you going forward." And so I have been working with him for the last you know, since then, so six years. Wow. Yeah, and he, and it's been great. And you know, he's got a new new gallery, and so so yeah, it's been that's been a really great relationship. And then there's a local gallery here on the island that, that I love working with. Also, I, you know, again, um, I didn't really think I cared about showing locally, but there's something really great about that. I love, especially, you know, it's kind of a small area here. Um, we do, we get a lot of tourist traffic and stuff. So it's not, it's a good place to have a gallery, but it's also really nice to connect to people and for people to be able to see my work, you know, that are local, that are my neighbors and that are.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. And you, it's interesting. You said you lived in an area that's that's a tourist area, so you have people come probably seasonally. And I find that going into galleries and in places like that, usually what seems to be very, very popular is sort of the scenics, if you will, of the area. You know, you go to the East Coast, Cape Cod, you know, there's a lot of images of lighthouses and rocky shorelines and things like that. You're an abstract painter. You're painter. You don't paint uh, scenics of where you live and the coastline and the birds and things like that. You're an abstract painter. So it's interesting to hear, and and, um, and I think that's really cool that you have had success as an abstract painter in an area where you're not. that's a touristy area, and you're not showcasing like the seashore and the. the well, it's like a that.
1: good gallery. Um, they don't. They don't. There's. I think they only have two of us that are abstract in there, and the rest are, <laughs> they have a lot. Of, they have a variety, though. I mean, they they really do. Yeah, and and my work, you know, I like I said, I my work, a lot of my inspiration comes from what I sort of collect visually just and it kind of comes out and organically onto the canvas so I a lot of my there's a lot of blue and things in my painting since I've moved here you know like <laughs> that makes sense. what I see I'm not I, I hate that whole nature thing but you know like that whole that that's there and when I and when they come choose paintings for their shows you know and they're they they choose things that tend to be on the watery side and things like that you know even though sure. they're abstract so
0: sure 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 there's there's a theme. It might be really, really subtle, but right. I guess maybe that that theme sort of hangs in there. I guess I, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I'm thinking about what they sold last time, and it's like definitely there was some blue and stuff, but there were there was just a lot of lines, and yeah, there was no there was no no landscape, <laughs> no <laughs> landscape to be found.
0: You said your husband's very supportive of you. I think that's great too. In that, especially when you're 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 starting a different career path, if your partner is not on board, it makes it much more difficult. So I, so that's really great to hear.
1: So in art school, you don't know, have professional practice class and one of the students said, so how, how can you really, I mean, really make it as an artist? I mean, obviously it's really hard to make money. And then the professor said, marry somebody who's not an artist, <laughs> So that, you know that was the advice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, the joke about the starving artist is real. So
1: <laughs> yeah. but I, I think that it doesn't have
0: to be, you know, and I, and, and it does what not. What I find that here, talking with people here, there's a lot of people that are have very successful, you know, full lives as artists, and ha- have very very rich careers as artists, regardless of whether it's a visual art or a musical artist. We we see, I guess, the cream of the crop in in the arts, and but most of that is in like music and movies and things like that, theater. But when it comes to visual art, we don't really see it as much. The modern art artist, you know, we have the Banksy, or we have somebody that's like. Huge, huge name, but people that are living, breathing, working artists now that have successful careers, we don't really hear about them. You won't, you won't be famous till three hundred years from now. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and it's true, well, and it's true. I mean, I, I, I think, I think that, and also, I haven't been an artist as long as most people my age have. I think that if I had started, I mean, I would definitely. Has my, as things have grown year to year. I would definitely be able to support myself with my art at this point. You know, sure. it's just sure, sure. Just you know, you come into it later. Um, that's part of it, but also it's not. A, you know, it's not my push.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you're growing. You're like, like yeah. you said earlier, I, I think that's really cool that you're focusing on the joy of it and the pleasure of it. And in many aspects, the the selling of it, it's somewhat secondary. And like you're creating art for the sake of the art. Of course, you want right. to sell it, but kind right. of.
1: Yeah, and you got to. I mean, unfortunately, we live in a and that society that that measures your success on your on you selling the work, you know, because that's it's the first thing anybody asks you. When you say you have a show, did you sell? How much did you sell? You know, just like yeah, it is yeah. it is what we base success on. So you it's hard not to measure yourself that way and to yeah. to be pleased when that happens and you know all that. Sure,
0: of course. We all like the lights and stuff. Let, let me ask yeah. you this. How about, about artists, how did you, I've never asked someone who went to school for visual art, how they determined their pricing on their art. Now, do you, give me an idea of the size of your pieces. Are they, are they done on canvas or acrylic? I mean, on our board or?
1: So I do I do lots of different things because, I, so I, I'm a printmaker too. Okay. Um, and so I have small pieces on paper, but my typical size and the my favorite size to make is about 48 by 60. Okay, large piece. Um, Canvas. I've been for the last year and a half. I've been doing canvas, raw canvas, stretched over board. Oh wow! So I like having that structure. They're a little bit heavy. That's kind of a problem. But they're. um, But that, yeah, that's my typical size.
0: Okay. And how did you how did you figure out how to price your work as you, like, were graduating from school? So when I graduated
1: from school, I had the, the my pieces were I think the, I think he sold a couple, two forty-eight by sixties, and then a couple thirty-six by thirty-sixes, and my my prices were all kind of I think around the thousand dollar range at that point, and that was just what they were. But then when when they sold the show, they decided to like triple my prices on the next stuff that they brought in. Wow. And so then my prices were really high, and so then when I moved here, and then the gallery asked me if I you know if they if I wanted to work with them going forward, he said, and both at the same time, he said, what about my prices though? Cause I thought it was overpriced, but I had to match the price that I had in the East coast, you know, because sure, sure. you keep it the same. And so he was like, well, maybe that's just East coast price. But he agreed. You know, it's like, I feel like they're overpriced. And he said, I do too. And so we lowered my prices just because I, mean, I was just out of school and everything. And so we wanted to be able to, to grow the prices. So yeah, yeah. Them back down. So, um, and, they, and so about once every year I raise my prices and I did not raise them this year because I didn't sell as many last year.
0: And okay, so what is your what is your typical 46 inch go for these days? A
1: 48 by 30, 40, 48 yes. by 60 is yes. I think it's uh, 3,500.
0: Okay. All right. Just so people get an idea of what your works, what, what they can acquire one of your pieces for. Do you ever yeah. give away art? Do you ever donate art? Do you ever do discounted shows or things like that?
1: So no, I never do discounts because I work with galleries and underselling your gallery, I think, is, is a really crazy thing to do. Sure. Um, <laughs> and because um, it's like you you want these people to support you. And anyway, I think, think really, you. I think it's really important to, yeah. to do that. Also, just because your work is what it's worth. Um, the giving of work away is a really interesting question. I find that to be a very uh, stressful, emotional issue for me.
0: Really? How like, so?
1: I, I do, because... I have people ask for work and and that isn't as bad, but like giving get work as gifts or things like that, I feel like it's putting pressure on somebody. Like, what if they don't like it? And what if, you know, mm-hmm. it's like that you're giving somebody something that almost feels like a bill. Like you have to like this, and you have to hang it in your house. <laughs> you have to, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and then I feel embarrassed. you like, <laughs> anyway, so I have a yeah, lot yeah. of feelings about it. <laughs> ah,
0: interesting. Interesting. And I appreciate you sharing that. My wife has had some similar issues where she went in gifting her art, but she has found that she's actually asked people or, or she's had friends over and she'd have like a bunch of art hanging up in, in her studio all over, you know, just like on all the walls. And she'd have someone say, oh, I really like that piece. And if it was like an older piece or it was a piece that she was like, oh, I can print to get rid of this. She would then gift it to them at a later date because then she didn't have to worry about them feeling bad yeah. about it.
1: And I've and I've done that. And there's certain people in my life that I feel really. And you know, I'm like, you want it? You can have. You know, like, I'm really excited that they, you know, or, and I want to give it to them. It just depends on I think my trust issues with people, you know, sure, uh, sure. You know, is that because it's a big? It's, it's, it's important to me. If I put it, if it's, if I made it and I'm putting it out there in the world, then I, you know, it's, it's, it's important to me. Yeah. And so yeah. You, know, you just don't want somebody to take it lightly, like oh, can I have it? And you know, like just put it under their bed or whatever. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Now, do you do you work with? collectors or do, does the gallery mostly handle
1: the, the gallery does that which I love that's why I just I did. I'm not good with money because again like price my work is priced what it is but that I would have a hard time if somebody came in and I've had a hard time when I did open studios once and I will never do it again but they walk and they're like oh god I love this piece how much is it and they'll be like okay it's 3500 and they'll be and then I'll go but that's too much right like oh wait oh, no <laughs> you know? I, I'm not a good salesperson.
0: Yeah yeah good. yeah
1: so well, I, I think I, that's I like,
0: important that, that you recognize that is about something that you don't have a strength in and then instead of trying to fumble through it you said you know what I if I give it to these guys let yep. them deal with all that hassle it's something I don't have to worry about I think that's you a have, brilliant insight yeah, just
1: About donations I I'm doing right now I'm working on a painting a chair that a local um Whidbey Island nourishes a local nonprofit, profit asks a few artists to paint these chairs that they're going to auction off so okay. I do something like that
0: yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's kind of fun. Really, again, things thing that I said yes to him went, oh, what am I doing? Like, this is... So, yeah, <laughs> also outside
0: of, of your comfort zone.
1: Definitely, which is fun. I mean, I, again, who knows, what, you know, where that'll go. It can affect my work. You know, I may decide I want to start drawing on objects. I don't know. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, 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 for sure. For no, no. sure. Uh, we visit a, uh, an artist in, in Bali, Indonesia. One time we were lucky enough to go and he was primarily a painter, but he had he had been an artist for his entire life and he had gone from painting to he crafted stuff and he had the weirdest sculptures that he created. And then he would do found art. He would, he would create into other stuff. So he had, it was called Simon's art zoo. And it was really a zoo of art. There was art everywhere. Every single inch of every single wall had a canvas on it. And he was just like, he painted every single day and made art. It was weird and it was eclectic and it was also beautiful. So, you know, who knows where the chair may lead
1: you don't yeah, You don't know and that's what another thing I like about working with the galleries the local gallery here did a a, a show in in January because it's not a very busy time here and stuff and that was it was kind of like just let artists do what they want kind of a thing it, And they titled it eat, D- eat dessert first yeah so we could do whatever we wanted with that and so I had a bunch of paintings that I decided that, you know were not really viable and I'd saved the edges and so I'd made a sculpture out of the edges because to me the edge of an abstract painting is the dessert. Like you, you know, you look at the front <laughs> of the painting and then you you wander around to the side to see this grippy dessert. And so yeah, that, yeah. You know, I made a sculpture out of that. And I thought, you know, that was really fun. I really enjoyed sewing the, you know, the canvas and like tr- problem solving, hanging it and all that. I love all that problem solving stuff. And so I was like, this is, you know I might do something more with that, you know with the That's sculpture, cool. with the canvas, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's good that you're open to the possibilities, whatever. Hey wherever they exactly. may leave
1: well, that's the fun of it all though right I mean it's,
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah you don't want to get stuck in I, I don't want to do just one thing I mean I'll never be able to just I, I think that artists that make a lot of money or you know they find a thing and they can make a hundred of them you know they just keep making some you know and it's a and it's it's true they the galleries really if they really sell they want you to stick with that one thing they go why don't you make what you made last year or whatever you know that's that's a thing that that can really be a good but I can't do it I can't you know I'm always like, trying new things you know even if something's really successful I'm done with it once it's I've kind of mastered it or you know I need a I think in way. many
0: ways that's a that's a true artist I mean I guess the other way is a true artist as well but you definitely it's a you shift right like you kind of you're doing this one style here on the left and then you sort of shift to the other style and it's not a great some people sometimes you may go like left and then the next day you do something completely different. And you're like I don't ever want to go back to that, but I think from many times it's a gentle shift. So you have you transition from one style to the next as you add Nothing. or take away or, or right.
1: Move. And your hand is in it no matter what. Even you know the stuff that I sent you for your store is like one of the pieces is a six inch by six inch drawing that you know, and and then the other ones are forty eight by sixty paintings, and they're but they're all I don't know. They all kind of translates to a similar thing, I
0: think. Yeah. Well, well, let's since you brought it up, let's talk about it. Uh, you you're part of the art unknown store. And I really, really, we really, really appreciate you being on the store. We usually don't have the artists on the store first and then interview them. So I, you're, I think the second person that we've done that with, and it's, it's it's a little bit different. So I'm thanking you. When people hear this, you're already on the store. Tell me why, if you will, why you chose to be on the store, what, what it was that touched you about it, or just, I guess, why we send a lot of emails to artists that I think would be really cool to have on the store. And, you know, it's a, percentage-wise respond back. Oh, so I'm curious to I, hear.
1: I could see that because I get a lot of stuff like that, you know, just sort of <laughs> inquiries or just sort of, and most of the time I, I'm thinking they're not very real, but some I don't know what, I, I mean, it, it was a very genuine approach, but also it was just because you asked. And I recently had a friend who found his work Had been put on blankets and all these things, and without his permission. And I just the fact that you asked, I I want to support this company because they're they're supporting artists, and that's was my first impression. And then and then I looked at I you know and I liked the leggings and the yoga the um, yoga mats particularly, and just thought, well, this is another you know this is a place where you know this seems like a newer you know company, and and I can be helpful there, and, and it's and it's just another place to say. To say yes and learn something new, and I and just getting to the the getting the photos and the things like that, it was a struggle. I learned so much, and I worked with, you know, I learned a whole new level of my Photoshop and all all this stuff, and it was just by saying yes to that again. You know, it was just yeah. being open, and then just being really. I struggled a lot with that part, and I really pushed myself, and I but I felt great about it afterwards. It's like okay, I did it. <laughs> you know, I got it. <laughs> I reached out to some friends, some artists that, you know, have more experience with photography and that sort of thing. And just like it it and some things evolved and conversations evolved from that. It was just like great things came from it already. And so, you know, that.
0: Yeah, well, well, th- I thank you again for being on the store. I think your stuff is really, really cool. I, I initially saw something similar to what we do many years ago. And I was like, of course, you see, you know, back in the day, I was like, you put the decal on the front of the shirt or whatever. Yeah. Or, but to see it completely all over print from top to bottom and also I'm like, well, it's just so, it's so rad. It's so so cool. I just love it so much. And so we were able to, to start this concept as a way of giving back to the artists. I've always wanted to have, uh, I know I've said this many times before, when I had the, I had a magazine, I've always wanted to have some sort of marketplace for artists just to, to help spread your words, you know, for art that I love, art that my wife loves and, from the magazine grew the podcast, grew this store, and I just really love it. So far, everything, I'm really pleased with the the merchandise. I know I'm not wearing a shirt now in this video, but (laughs) I had one on yesterday. I, you know, I got, we ordered some shirts. jenna has got some, my wife got some yoga clothes. Um, We both got yoga mats and we're always constantly trying to get better products if we can, or more sustainable products or greener products. And so we're also very pleased that the people that we work with, that manufacture the clothing are very focused on, these sort of sustainable practices and and green practices yeah. on the clothing. I
1: ordered the leggings because I was like, um, before I you know tell my friends and families to buy these, I need to to see them and they're really and they're really good quality. So I was happy to see that. I also like the way the work looks on. That it totally changes my work. It but yeah. but my marks are there. And that's and so I wouldn't have liked like to, you know the just the actual painting like a a copy of it. I you know on a t shirt just on the front or something like you're saying. Because it, this alters it to another, a whole different piece. And I just think it's yeah. really interesting. And then you put somebody's leg in it and then it's different too. Like it's, it's kind of a really fun altering of the work.
0: Right, right. Yeah, we see texture and patterns everywhere in our clothing. And, yeah. and to have, but to have, I think to have it as artwork that is personal or artwork to somebody that we're connected to, I think is really, really cool. And I love, yeah. especially the texture, the more sort of texture that you have within your art or, or contrast from darks to lights, once it is in three dimensions and on someone that moves, it's like a totally different experience. Yeah, and it's, I it's really, really fun. love it. So I really, again, appreciate you being on the store. If I may, so everyone, please go check out Laura Viola Preciado's work on the Art Unknown store. If I may, let's get into a little deeper questions uh, about art. I always love to ask artists why we should care about art. Well,
1: art is everywhere. I mean, I think that, that- that when you talk about art, there's, you can, a lot of times people are thinking about, you know, what you see in the museum or that sort of thing, but art, art elevates our lives everywhere. You know, in our shoelaces, our art, you know, somebody has put design and, and intentionality into, into the visual of almost everything that's, everything that's around us. And we, the more privileged we are, the more we have of that too. I mean, it's like, sure. it's it's, it's, a, it, it's sort of an elevation of our lives. And, and and I think that it is for it, art is for everyone um, sometimes the, we don't think about it that way though and it is everywhere around us like like I said the the, the windows that, that are here you know somebody decided the colors and shapes and things of all of, of everything that we see and it is, and it is important because it does elevate that we do this this cup that I'm drinking out of could be just you know it could be just a vessel but it, is, it has it's doubled and it's clear and it's shiny and it's you know there's artistic decisions were made and it just it elevates our lives and and our and our thoughts I think
0: yeah yeah that's great that's all good stuff right there (laughs) it's all really good what what do you hope to leave the world as an artist
1: I don't know how to care about that like I I um I don't (laughs) you don't know how to care about it about what I leave to the world as an artist, I, yeah yeah. I don't think about that, I guess. It's not, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, my what art, my art is my art. It lives, it lives on, but I don't, like, I don't sign the front of my paint or anything like that. I'm not, that's not really something that's, I'm not shy away from it or anything. I just—it's not something that I, that's in my mind. I mean, maybe I'll think about it now that you said that, but I've never thought. <laughs>
0: <about it. laughs> sure, food the thought. Perhaps maybe I'd,
1: I guess. Ask, yeah, it's, that's just not. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, let me ask you this. This is the question that I'm going to flip on its head. That I I used to ask a lot. I'm going to change it. So the the old question was and that you hear a lot in these kind of conversations is if you had you know a minute with your 20 year old self, what would you say? What kind of advice would you give? Here's how I want to flip it. I want you to think forward 20 years in the future and think about yourself as a painter in over these past 20 years or these next 20 years and then you meet, meet your future self what would your future self tell you today
1: <laughs> so <laughs> that makes sense years from 20 years and talking to me now like what do i hope to right.
0: Hear from right right what, what what did you what what will you tell yourself if your future self from 20 years from now runs into you what would you say what would your future self say to you about what you've done or what you've accomplished or what you've created or your art or where your art's going or things like that what would you say what would you hope to hear from what do you want what to hear from you your future self?
1: Um, Again, this is these are hard questions for me because I'm kind of an in the moment person. Like, okay, um, I, I, cause, because because my honest response is is hopefully I just like every day is like today. Like I just <laughs> I'm so happy with what I'm doing right now. I don't like dream of oh I I want hopefully you know I've got into a New York gallery or whatever, but which would be great. But I don't think about it today. Like I don't think sure. about. Yeah, because it just has, that, that never worked for me when I was younger, like, like thinking, just doing today and saying yes to all the things and doing all the things has had great outcome. But trying to yeah. guess what that outcome is and hope for something is not, I don't, that's not really how I think. But, so, but I, so I guess what I would tell myself is, you know, good job, keep, keep, keep on doing the same thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic. And I think that's a perfect, I don't think metaphor is the right word. Simile is probably the product right word, I word, and a perfect sort of encapsulation of being present, like, we're, we're starting this whole sort of journey, I guess I can talk about it now, this whole journey within the unknown store of cultivating happiness. One of the things we realized about the clothes, because I experienced this, and hopefully everybody else who gets the clothes or the product experiences this, when they open it up, it just brings a smile to your face. Like, I was like, this is so cool. Like, I just love it. Yeah. Even though, like, Jen uh, Racist stuff, I don't have anything yet That any, is any of the other artists. I only ordered my own art. But I was like, oh, it's like, I love it. And. I'm sure I love the art that's on the clothes from all the artists. Otherwise we wouldn't have wanted it on there. And so this whole idea of cultivating happiness, well one of the things of one of the biggest ways of cultivating happiness is being present. And I thought you would, that was just beautiful what you said about you don't really think about these things because you're happy now. Like you're happy about what's happened today. I thought that was beautiful. That was like the most beautiful thing you could have shared (laughs) Well, am not going
1: to be a world changer, though. You know, because I'm not looking out into the world. You know, 20 years from now, saying, you know, like, what if I, if I, you know, how can I do something different or better? You know, I, we need people to be world changers too, but that's not me, I
0: guess. Yeah, but even even that is a world changing thought of like, hey, I'm going to be happiness I'm going to be happy now. The present, doing what I'm doing, making this art that I love to make. I think that's we need more of that, even, which I think is really important. I think super important.
1: I'm happy this way, so. <laughs> yeah, good.
0: Well, speaking of happiness, let me ask you, we touched on a little bit. We're recording this in 2022, so we're, COVID still exists, and it's still around. How how has it, you said last year you didn't sell as much art as you did in the previous. Have you found an effect, or have you been affected by COVID, and if so, how how's it affected you?
1: I've been affected by COVID quite a bit because I was at Vermont Studio Center in March when the whole lockdown happened. Okay. So I was it was March 15th, 2020. And I'd been wanting to go to Vermont, I was gonna say my whole career, you know, since I became, since I started, you know, in art school and understanding about residencies and stuff, Vermont Studio Center was my dream. And so I got got in, I went and then two weeks in, we had to leave.
0: (laughs) Sorry, shut down.
1: (laughs) So again, here's another, here's the thing where I said, well, and everybody's kind of like scrambling. They said, you have to be out and, you know, and I didn't have a plane ticket, you know, that's Vermont and I'm in Washington. And this woman who I had met once or twice at the residency who lives on Vashon Island, which is near me said, which was a funny coincidence, she goes, I'm gonna just rent a car and drive back. Do you wanna go with me? Oh, wow. And I had a plane ticket and I went, well, okay. <laughs> and so another thing, and she had, you know, her her brother lived in, in New York. So we went there first and I went to this really strange. anyway, all kinds of things happened. We drove cross country in three days through the whole COVID lockdown thing. Woo-hoo! So we saw all these states. It was wonderful, but we saw what was all these places, people were in panic, you know, Utah, yeah. Wyoming, all, every place we went was something was happening anyway. So that's, and then my I have a uh, drawing group that I'm in, there's three women that we meet and we do collaborative abstract drawings together. And we've been working together for three years. And they, that also, we weren't able to meet for part of that. So we had to drop paintings off uh, you know, or drop, drop papers off on you know people's porches. Like we tried mm-hmm. to we kept our our drawing going, and then when we yeah, could yeah. meet outside, we did that. And we'd be six feet apart. We put our drawing tools on six foot poles, and we on big anyway. <laughs> we did all these COVID related kind of silly <laughs> things. <But clears throat> sure. Now sure. We, just, we just installed the show of our drawings last weekend, and so that it it, mm. it was the the show's not about COVID, but it really affected our our drawing together.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So the show has a little bit of a, that's a little bit of the, not a theme, but a a sub theme of the show, I should say.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. COVID has been a, yeah. And I think it, and then you think it's affected. I think that well, in the first year of COVID, I I, I sold uh, probably the most I've sold. I think art was really selling, you know, right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just in the last, probably. I think as, well, the, the economy has changed and people are getting scared. So the last eight months or so have been, seen a big difference.
0: Sure, 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 as, the, as it kind of gets, like you said. But I think people
1: scared. think, I mean, I sold a couple of paintings to people that said they wanted, you know, a, a beautiful painting behind, I mean, one woman said, told the gallery, I, I, I'm on Zoom all the time and I see these great art in people's houses and I want something behind my head. <laughs> So that was good. COVID was that's, good. <laughs> that's
0: fantastic. You're on someone's Zoom. Like, that's great. Uh, I think that's yeah. fantastic. So coming out out coming out coming of, of that process or slow, do you feel like you're coming out of this? Or do you feel like it's still, like you're still in this kind of economic tightness where you might not sell as much this year or you don't, I know, or you it, don't care? It, it,
1: I personally think that that's could get worse. You know, yeah. but again, that's why I keep a part-time job. So I don't have to stress about it. But I do think... I'm kind of slowing down on how many paintings I'm making right now, just to kind of you know see. But yeah, I think I do think people are kind of scared right now.
0: Yeah. See. See how you things know, pan out over the next. Economy.
1: Few, and the you know the war and just like you know, I mean there's there's a lot of things happening right now that don't because art is such a luxury you know it's, yeah. it's art from a gallery is you know is is such a luxury and
0: well I think yeah and, and I know like I you know my professional career is in photography. And whenever the economy like after 2008 businesses the first thing they cut is their advertising budget which is what I did and so I was out of many jobs very quickly you know because it's a it's a luxury for a business as well so but people are still creating art and you're still creating art and they think people are still selling art and definitely it may not be as selling to the, the degree as it was before the prices may not rise you know year after year like they normally do with inflation and whatnot but but uh, I think art's important, and as you stated before, like art's needed, it's necessary, and it's everywhere. And uh, people will still continue to consume it and create it. So I think that's fantastic. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down. Any oh, oh before we do, let's let people know how if they want. Obviously, folks, you can find Laura's stuff on the Art and Own Store artandownstore.com. But if you want to get a hold of you, is Instagram the best way or other Instagram social media or,
1: or my yeah you know, my websites. Okay, and I'm on Artwork Archive, too, which is a, I have a public art, Artwork Archive site, which is okay. a, an inventory system, basically, which I actually love because it's pretty straightforward. You can see all, all right, my work. Okay. Well,
0: what's um, your, uh, what's your Instagram handle? Laurel Viola Preciado. Preciado, and Preciado is spelled P-R-E-C-I-A-D-O. Preciado. Yes. Is that, yeah, is it. that of Latin origin?
1: Yes. And okay. so the, 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 the Laura Viola Preciato is, and one of the, re- Viola is my maiden name. And one of the reasons I added it back in is because it is, I am the only one that I've ever seen. So when you, if you Google my name, it, you'll find me.
0: Boom. That's very smart. Very smart <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, anybody that's any, that's any worth anything in, in the arts has a three initial name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so. See, man,
1: got lucky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> three-letter name so yeah great job good on you so instagram uh, social media your website which is also laura viola preciato viola preciato.com uh they can find you on there any last words or bits of advice any thoughts that you want to share with the unknown podcast audience oh
1: no thank you for having me though it's been really fun
0: oh absolutely thanks thanks for being on the show appreciate your time thanks The music for this episode of the podcast is from Glittermouth and the song is Him. She is a brand new artist who has been around forever. Much more to come from her in the future and I'm so excited. You can check out Glittermouth and the song at G-L-I-T-T-E-R-M-X-X-T-H. That's Glittermouth with tape over the vowels. Anyway, Glittermouth, the song is Him. She's the electro cyberpunk drug you didn't know that you needed. Check her out on Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, all the music places. Glittermouth. Now that the podcast is over, what are you going to do? You're going to go over to the Art Unknown Store. Check it out, artunknownstore.com, and take a look at Laura Viola Preciado's collection. It is amazing. It is dope. It is really, really cool. Bright colors and textures, all kinds of abstracts. She's got amazing artwork on there. And of course, podcast listeners. That's right, you guys get 10% off. That's 10% off for using the code AUpodcast10 on anything at the Art Unknown store. That's AUpodcast10artunknownstore.com. My name is Jim Wills. I am the host and the producer of the Art Unknown podcast and I am super, super thankful having you guys stick it out till now the end (laughs) thank you for listening please do take care of one another and as always remember feed your soul with art